Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. Our spirit man receives these words, O oh God. Hallowed be your name. We worship you this morning, O oh God. Today we, we jump into the deep place of your grace and your glory. Thank you for who you are to us. We have been made new as we worship together. We're removing everything that stands in the way of your love. Hallowed be your name. Be exalted over us, O God. Let your word be real and true in us, O God. How we yield ourselves to you, O God. We take ourselves out of religion and out of everything, O God. And we just want to be with you, O God. We are your people this morning. Take this service, O God, to the place where you want it to be. Bless everyone whose heart is open, O God. We worship you together. And we ask that you bring a solid word that changes our lives and take us to the next stopping place of your glory. Let everyone journey, O God, today. Let everyone be blessed, O God. Let everyone, O God, be full of you today. We worship you, our God. And we say glory and blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Morning. Morning, everyone. Please welcome someone today. Just squeeze their hand. Just say, it's great to have you in church. It's great to have you in church. It's great to have you. There's grace and power and life. Hallelujah. You know, when we come together, our essence of church is for us to feel God. You know, some people go to church for many things, entertainment. Entertainment is not bad. You understand? Making ourselves happy is not bad. But we were reading from Isaiah 40 today. And the essence of our coming to church is actually that every valley will be lifted every mountain will be brought low and every crooked places made smooth and the rough places also straightened out and a highway will be opened for God this is the Bible says the glory of God shall come and all flesh shall see it together when we sit together part of our essence is to journey so the truth is you come as you are everyone come the door is open but Jesus loves you too much to leave you as you are because between who you are and who God wants you to be is a journey and we want you once you come to get on that journey get on that journey praise God so this morning we're talking about the closet follower closet follower I gave you some snapshots about that on Sunday the closet follower it's a closet well you can see closets like a place it's an abstract photo but I'm looking at some of you now I know your what your walking closet is is major um, some people have a thing for shoes so in their walking closet it's not even closets there's shoes you have like Somebody, somebody was telling me she had 300 pair of shoes 
that's like a shop right it's like a big shop of shoes <laughs> you know so that is a whole lot right so close is exactly that place where people go and find their private affairs change their clothes where they are able to be themselves in your closet if you can be yourself in your closet in your closet you're not open to evaluation your closet is a place where there's safety so take it from that place that understanding so that's what we mean by the closet follower more like the person who follows god from the place of personal safety person who follows God from a place of personal safety. I don't know how many of you are like that, but some people, right, they don't want anyone in their business. And they are really private people. Which is actually okay. Is it okay to be a private person? Yeah. It's okay. But you know, the challenge with being a private person is that do you think some other people can add anything to your life? Yes. People can add. Every gift of God will come from someone. Do you understand? Everything God will give you will come from a human being, from someone else. So if you're so closeted, if you're so closeted, what happens is that you are actually blocking out the people who God will use to come into your world. Anyway, let's go into this this morning. So, a closet follower, a one definition, someone who believes in Jesus but never told anybody. They may be a little ashamed or scared to tell others, so they don't. And they keep their Christianity secret. Oftentimes, not very much changes about their lives. Sometimes their language doesn't change. Sometimes their life doesn't change either. They might attend church, but only infrequently when church doesn't clash with other activities. You know, there's a new God people worship. The new God people worship is the God of self. And entertainment is the altar of that God people worship. You understand? Entertainment is the altar of the God people worship. So, like on Sunday morning, people compete between God and football, God and a movie, God and Netflix. It's that contest. So, if there's a big thing like there is, you know, where's the next big movie coming? Let's say Wakanda 2 is coming. The Kingdom of Wakanda. Right. Anything that happens on that day, forget it. It's like Nigeria is playing a football match. Or some people, it's not even Nigeria, it's the English Premier League at that time. And so I never quite understood football. How 22 adults, 11 on either side, even married men, grown men with children who wear shorts and they'll be running around chasing a ladder. And then when the thing enters inside the rectangle box, everybody goes crazy. They say it's a goal. What's that? It is the most rubbish activity I can see. And there are millions of people watching. (laughs) 
They're like millions of people cheering, like like going crazy, losing their heads. I'm like, for what? For what? By entering a rectangle box? Oh, you think that you're going to play it and it's not going to enter sometimes? <laughs> they fight each other. Everybody's face goes red. Trying to get the ball to enter into a rectangle box. Like, why don't you just carry it? Allow somebody to put. When somebody put it, allow someone to put it on the other side. Like, relax. That's why basketball is more enjoyable because every two seconds somebody is scoring. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, what I can understand the most is okay, that why they even pay anybody. Why they even pay anybody to play football? Why? Talk about glory. Some people say football is married. And you know the most crazy thing? When that ball enters the goal post, you see this, this the ones that most surprised me, British people. British people are the most uppity, the most private, the most quiet. They will open their chest on their tummy. They will paint their national colors or their football side colors on their tummy and be beating their tummy like this in the open air. These are private people. They will go crazy. Like somebody was telling us the story about how one of Nigeria's matches when Nigeria just it was I think it was Nigeria versus Russia is a classic of when Nigeria's Russia was leading Nigeria 4-0 or something like that and then Nigeria scored one scored two scored three and scored four and equalized it was 4-4 when that fourth one happened everybody was so crazy. One man got his wife and another man hugging each other and he was patting them on the back. <laughs> the crazy things that football. Like, yes, you guys, yes! Yes! <laughs> football makes people go crazy. Let's be honest. It's absolutely crazy game. But these are private people who for what they value, for what they honor, begin to learn how to celebrate what they value and what they honor. So some people, once anything has to do with this recreation, they are not, you're not going to see them in church. They're not going to be there. Right? So that's a closet follower. So there are two types of closet followers. We're going to go to the second type. This is okay, the negative closet follower. You know about Jesus Christ. You know he's God. He's moving in your life. But you don't have the courage. What's missing here is courage to publicly share it. For some people, it is this whole growing silent Christianity thing. That Christianity is not supposed, supposed to be seen, not heard. Do you understand? So you hear people say all the time, you don't need to preach. Just live the life. How many of you have heard that before? Okay. So preaching and giving tracts is old-fashioned. Imagine someone going to the bus and preaching when people are trying to be quiet. So they say that these kind of people are the people who make people, make people to hate Christianity. Like, 
cultural resistance, like stop being annoying so the world will like us. And then also that Christians are judgmental. Judgmental cranks. You see Niger Christians saying, oh, hell! All of you are going to hell! Somebody shouting at the street corner. And for some people, it's not even that. It's actually, why are you preaching a life you don't truly live yet? So they are ashamed to preach or share their love of Christ because their life doesn't yet reflect Christ. So they don't want to preach something that they are not living yet. So some people also, the reason why they can't preach is because they are, everybody knows them as a movie star and their brand. It's, you know, they want to don't be seen as like somebody who is preaching and, you know, like, are you a pastor now? Why are you preaching? Like Denzel Washington had to go, go through that transition when he said, that, okay, now at this particular age, he's ready to speak the gospel. Has always known about the gospel, but you know, his movie roles are not all very good if you know what i mean but now he's ready do you understand to share so this is what you see this is times square i think it's what you see like in the city center repent and be converted the gift of god is eternal life jesus said keep my commandments these ones are not bad there are some there's this particular guy i saw a video of this guy in the university what he was preaching was actually just annoying the people. People were going crazy at what he was preaching. Let's take some examples from the Bible. The first example we're going to take today is Jonathan. Jonathan was a friend of David. Let's first Samuel 18, 1 to 4. Let's read together. Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was neat to the soul of David. And David loved him as his own. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as much so. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David. And with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. Some people read this and say that uh, Jonathan and David were gay. I seen it in the gay in the gay Bible, and oh, you don't know there's a gay Bible. There is actually there is, and there is actually some gay Christians who actually say that Christian gay gay this, that this is actually a sign. Now this actually friendship, just good old friendship, like you and a guy can be friends. I told you guys about a friend of mine, a guy called Simon. Simon is from Cross River State. Simon is the most amazing human being I have ever met. I have had many friends, but Simon, I would never forget Simon. And the last time I saw Simon was 20 years ago. So, I will never forget him. I was a young graduate from the university, just arrived Kano, where my dad had become a pastor. And I met Simon he was an aviation security in Mutala Mohammed International Airport in Kano. And Simon was such a great worshiper of God. You know what Simon would tell me? Moses, let's go further. There is more in God. Think about this young rascally youth copper who didn't know much about God. 
who just graduated and who just had Christian religion all over him. Simon took me to his house, gave me his shirts, gave me his clothes, opened himself up to him. Do you understand? Simon was an amazing guy. And then he took me into the road of prayer. Many of the things I learned about prayer was actually not from my dad. It was from that man, Simon. We spent the next two, three years in that relationship. Many times I stayed in his house overnight. And guess what we did at 2 a.m.? We woke up and prayed. And Simon would say, Mo, there is more in God. He said, let's go for it. How can God have so much and we have so little? Simon was a pusher. He knew how to activate. He was an activator. That man was a great man. I've never seen anyone like that. He unlocked the spiritual part of me and opened me up to God in such a way I never knew there was. And before I left Simon, I became a man of prayer. Something on my inside began to resonate. Something inside of me began to become big in God because I met a man called Simon. And you know that guy was great. While he was doing aviation security, he was studying mass combat at Bayer University. And before long, the aviation security guard became the PRO of the airport. He was the public relations manager of the Islam Mohammedi. You don't transition like that. He was a man who was big on the inside. Regardless of where he was, he was pushing. And the next time I knew, he was a representative to a business in Turkey that covered the whole of West Africa from aviation security. He was a great man. Do you know, there are some people who are great like that on the inside. And this greatness, you can find it in the closet place. In the closet places where men are formed. In the quiet places where relationships, connections happen. That the Paul said, my little children of whom I travel until Christ be formed in you. And if you need to pray, if you need to activate something, why don't you get a friend? Why don't you get that person you can say, give me 30 minutes. I hope none of you has only gossiping friends. When you meet each other, all you do is talk about fashion and shoe and movie. No. Where is that friend who will challenge you and say, give me 30 minutes today? Where is that friend who will encourage you and say, there is more for us to get into in God? Where is that friend who will call you up and that's why we say we're a church of family we hope that we are going to start up and kickstart relationships and connections that are going to help people to break into God in a new way do you know the obstacle between you and the next place in God is about how much you dare it's about how much you dare. So I don't want us to do religion as a church. So I'm changing the order of the service. Have you noticed there's no praise and worship, no opening prayer, nothing like that. We're just finding God. We're just looking for God. So that in the end, what will happen is that someone gets into God in a new way. And that's a closet follower. Jonathan was a good closet follower. Jonathan loved David, but stayed with his father. He was a good man. He was a great spirit. He was a prince. Jonathan was next in line to be king. Then he saw the next king. And he wasn't jealous. Let me repeat. Jonathan being the son of Saul. Was next in line to be king. But then he came. After David killed Goliath. 
that the women started singing and all trouble broke out in Saul's life. And Saul looked at Jonathan, his son, and said to him, you're very stupid. This man is supposed to take your place. And Jonathan could produce no jealousy inside of him. He was a closet follower in that even though he loved David, he could not leave his father. You see how different they were? One was of the palace. David was of the field. Jonathan died with Saul. He died with Saul even though he was supposed to reign with David. That's what happens to people who see David but they can't, you know, compare David. What does David have to offer Jonathan? You know, all he had was resonance of spirit. At the time when I met Simon, all Simon had, Simon lived in a one room. One room, the one where if you want to use the toilet, you come out and go to the shared toilet with everyone. But Simon had patient rug in that one room. It was so cool. It was the best one room I've ever seen. Do you guys understand? So there was greatness inside of him. I could see greatness in a small way. So it's not the size. It's the quality. Do you have quality persons around you? How many of you have a quality friend? A quality friend. Do you understand? Put value and premium on those quality friends that you have. And Jonathan was not supposed to die with Saul. He was supposed to be with David when they went to fight the Philistines because the word of the Lord had come out that Saul was going to die in that war but he still went to fight Jonathan was supposed to be with David but it was difficult because David was a fugitive at that time he was living in the cave of Adulam well do you know how you feel about leaving the palace and going to live with a rascally guy in the wilderness so even though Jonathan's destiny was with David he couldn't transition he was a closet follower followed him privately hid it from his dad okay let's go on the next hidden follower we're going to talk about is a man called Nicodemus he was a wealthy Pharisee he was a leader of the people he was Sanhedrin he was a PhD type material man he was a good scholar, very intellectual, very educated. He liked Jesus. He knew he was from God, but he never publicly followed Jesus Christ. Right. And Jesus knew him. Jesus told him the wind blows from this place was when some of the biggest teachings Christianity is built on was because he believed. Nicodemus actually believed in Jesus Christ. Jesus began to teach and says, you must be born again. That whole word born again was what Jesus said to Nicodemus. Jesus said to him, the wind blows, we see it blowing, we don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. So it's everyone who is led of the Spirit of God. Jesus said to him, God so loved the world that he, you know, the most popular verse of the Bible was actually said to Nicodemus. Did you know that? So, the name Nicodemus means people's victory. So Nicodemus was about popular opinion even though he loved Jesus Christ. So can you imagine someone who loves someone? Like, you know, this is Ambassador Victor. All of you guys know Ambassador Victor, right? He's my man. 
like I love him. But because he doesn't have reputation yet, he's definitely not Nathaniel Bassi yet, even though he sings like Nathaniel Bassi. Right? But because he's not Nathaniel Bassi, I don't want to be seen with him. It's because of popular opinion. I have come in my own position to a point where he is not up to my ranking. And in Lagos, we do this profile thing. Where except someone is up to your profile, you may not be seen with that person. So nobody wants to invest in someone to grow. Everybody's looking for people who are already made. And I was talking to an image consultant yesterday. The, the truth is that everybody in Lagos is still looking for someone to lift them up. Even the people who are already up. They can't see that now they're supposed to be lifters of men. They deal with only people who have profile. They can't see. Nobody wants to labor with a diamond in the rough. Even though they know you have a fruit, you have something, but they don't want to labor until that thing be formed. That was Nicodemus. He knew about Jesus Christ, but he couldn't. He was, his opinion was about people's victory. It was about popular opinion. Only at the death of Jesus Christ did Nicodemus go and assist Joseph of Arimathea to loosen Jesus' body and lay him in the tomb. So he was actually following Jesus Christ all the way up to his death, but never came out publicly to say, I am a follower of Christ. How many of you like that kind of friendship? <laughs> no, nobody. In the closet is just the fact that nobody knows your name and especially now we live in a world of the media age when social media is accelerating everything people don't want their faces thrown all over social media for the wrong reason because the internet is unwipeable whatever track record you leave cannot be erased you understand there are websites you've pulled down but before then screenshots of those websites have been frozen in thousands of archival places around the world today's storage media is global do you understand the data centers in the world some of them work by archiving all the content of the world today two billion new pages are written into the internet every day two billion new pages of text enters the internet every day some of us don't want to enter into that avalanche of information. We want to be free. So actually, there is safety in the closet. But when the closet becomes an impediment, it becomes an evil place. Like Nicodemus, he was not a good closet follower. He loved Jesus. He wanted Jesus. He knew he was from Jesus, but the problem was that he has a PhD. The problem was that he was a Pharisee. He was a bigger boy in the established order. The problem was that he was so far gone in what was big and mighty that he couldn't come to genuine. Some of us, when we taste God, we taste the genuineness of God. But we want the place which is still big and massive and awesome and where we sit and still feel nothing of the presence of God. We're like Nicodemus, who was part of an old order, the Sanhedrin, but he couldn't make. The next person, example we take from the Bible, is the man Daniel. You know, we just finished a study on Daniel. 
This is just a little excerpt of some of the things we talked about on Daniel. Daniel prayed three times a day. So they made a decree and said that, okay, we don't want anyone to pray to anyone apart from Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar made a, a golden statue. And in that statue was what everybody was supposed to worship. Here's the answer. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. When Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his customs since early days. You know, this man lived in Babylon, but his windows were open towards Jerusalem three times a day. He said, God of my people, my God, I call upon you. Three times a day, he will knock upon heaven's doors. He was in Babylon, but he was not of Babylon. His mind was constantly attuned towards another kingdom. His mind was constantly connected to another place. This is what we should desire. This is the real closet follower who goes into his closet and from his closet comes centrifugal forces that runs his world. From his closet comes the ideology that carries his life. From his closet comes the power that fills his entire world. His world is full of ideas from his closet. And we read again, that angels came to give understanding to Daniel when he began to pray. Because his prayer was no more ordinary. After a while, the heavens began to respond. After a while, they knew him in heavenly places. After a while, Gabriel, the archangel. After a while, Michael. Do you understand? These people came into the kingdom of Babylon from the work and the prayer of Daniel. We read a lot about the culture of Babylon and the king's vision. Remember once, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He could not remember the dream he had. So he said that all magicians and sorcerers were going to be killed. But Daniel found favor and went back to his closet. He, the closet was not something he did. It was something he it wasn't something he did once in a while it was something he did since his early days so when there was trouble daniel knew where to go he went back to the place which he used to go to which was his closet and he got inside in the secret place and came and told the king here's what you saw when daniel steps out of the he told the king this is what you saw you saw a statue this statue the head reaches to the heaven the head is made of gold you understand the chest is made of silver the waistline and the belly is made of bronze the legs made of iron and the feet are made of a mix of iron and clay this was what he told king nebuchadnezzar he had seen daniel was able to unlock the dream daniel was able to reveal the dream but how did he get the power to receive the dream said the closet i didn't hear you say the closet 
the closet believer is the one who when he comes out of the closet is able to tell dreams he's able to lead governments he had knowledge of science he began to say oh in your king oh majesty in your vision you saw standing before you a huge shining statue of a man he was frightening sight the whole statue was crushed into small pieces of iron clay bronze silver and gold but the rock that knocked that statue down became a great mountain that covered the whole earth a new kingdom was coming a new kingdom was coming that was going to knock out the kingdom that daniel saw this represented the kingdoms that existed in that time a small stone was going to come from the heavenless and knock down this statue and build up a new kingdom where do you get this kind of revelation say the closet believe me in the fast paced journey of life today in lagos you will not find god in the upbeat noise of the city write it down i will not find god in the upbeat noise of the city anyone who wants to find god anyone who wants to track spiritual things anyone who wants to locate power must find the strength to back up into the closet place you must find the power to reach out into the closet place and bring the glory of god down in that place and this was daniel this was daniel and that's how daniel prayed and that's what God is encouraging us to do, to unlock the spiritual in our closet place. In rounding up, Jesus gave us instructions right here. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 6 is But when you pray, go into your closet. Let's read this together, the second one. One, two, go. You pray, go into your closet, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. When you pray, go into your closet. And guess what? Your closet is not a place. It's great to have your closet to be a place. Do you understand? It's great to have your closet to be a room in your house with a comfortable chair. It's great to have your closet to be a particular place in a particular town. But some people I've seen have their closet the most weirdest of places. Some people's closet is a mountain top. When they go to that mountain, I had a place like that in Jaws. It was on the Sherry Hills. When you go there, it's between you and the skies. I feel like it was like a doorway to heaven. That place was open into the sky. You stand facing nothing. It's as if you're speaking and your voice is carried on the winds into God's presence. It was like a closet place for me. When my life got difficult, I went there to pray. Where do you go when things are hard? You may say, well, I, I'm not like you. I don't have the opportunity of going to Joss and everything. But look at the example pastor nigel gave us on wednesday the wesley brothers john and charles wesley their mom had nine sons and they all lived in one room so guess what the mom did the mom has a blanket whenever she knelt down and covered herself with the blanket all the children kept quiet because now mom was in her secret place Where is your secret place? Where is the place of your power? Where is the place where you unlock and recharge? When you pray, 
go to that secret place. How powerful if today we can pray from our secret place, even right on our seat. And your heavenly father who sees you will reward you openly. God is interested in building us up. But he doesn't want us to pray like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the street corners to be seen by men. And God says, oh, they have their reward. People say, oh man, what a mighty man of prayer. Do you guys understand this? Don't be like the hypocrites. Find your secret place. It says when you pray, not if you pray. Which means all must pray. It's, a, it's an issue of when, not if. We must all pray. Go into your closet. Lock the door. Your heavenly father sees your closet labor. He rewards you openly. What do you want God to do today? What do you want God to share with you today? What's the journey of your life you want to bring about today? What's the thing you want to activate today? For, for Simon and I, our activation was spiritual life. For some of you, it's crooked places in your life. When we come to church, we must be ready to lay down. Don't say, this is how I am. Accept me like that. No, you came to look at yourself in the mirror. Once you find out what you are like, you have to admit to God's process of changing you. For some of us, it's to make our crooked places smooth. It's time for you to preach to someone now. Say, my brother, my sister, look at someone. You know what we do? I want to preach to you. Do you have a secret place? You have somewhere you go when you need to pray. Do you know the presence of God? Are your windows open in the spirit? Do you pray until Christ be formed? Do you seek the heart of God? Do you long for more? Be honest. Do you long for more? Do you long for more? Do you want God to be seen? Do you want the glory of God? Do you want the power of God? Do you want the presence of God? This morning, I encourage you. Speak to them and say, this morning, I encourage you to find your closet, to be a closet follower, to be the man who goes after God, to be the woman who goes after God. I speak into your life and activation. Speak to them. Say, I speak into your life and activation of the private place of prayer that you will find in your house, the house of prayer, because it is written that my house, my temple, shall be the house of prayer for all nations. Let incense come from your life. Say to them, let incense, let smoke flow out of your life to the kingdom of God. Let the heavens hear you. Let the presence of our God dwell among you. Let the power of God live in your home. Let the voice of God's spirit over, overtake your world. Let the hand of God be seen in you. Let the glory of God fill your world. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Activation. 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 Father, I unlock some heart today that I will find the place of prayer. That I will find the place 
the, the closer place to follow after you there were two types of people we read about today some knew that this was a move of god but they couldn't be a part of it because it wasn't popular some saw the hand of god but they couldn't follow because it didn't look great and glamorous some were so stuck in their old ways they couldn't journey into the new thing god was offering them god was offering them a new flow a new place a new power but they couldn't be a part of it because their palace was just too luxurious the palace was just too comfortable they couldn't bear to to stick their claim with a wilderness boy like David who was running around a fugitive far away from people so they couldn't be with him even though they knew David had the power even though they knew David had the psalm even though they knew David had a word from God but they couldn't be with David because the palace was too sweet come out of your closet I said to those ones come out of your closet come to the place where you can stand with boldness and declare who God is. Every fake Christianity is the reason why you should bring out your own real Christianity. Every fake preacher is the reason why you should preach the truth. Every fake man who declares the word of God with a lie is the reason why you should stand up and declare the word of God with truth. Every liar who has come to stand in God's name is the same reason why you who know God must stand up and speak God's word with power. Come out of your closet. Come out. Even Daniel, when he stepped out of his closet, what began to happen? Power began to flow. Power and grace and glory began to flow with him. Go into your closet, but don't leave in your closet. Wait for when they're going to come out of your closet. <laughs> so let's let's not live in our closet. We're no more monks. We're no more those people who hide. We're no more those who hide the candle of our faith. We're now those who declare because we believe. We declare that Jesus is Lord. Because we believe, we go out and speak of what we believe. For every liar preacher out on the street. For every judgmental preacher out in the street, there's a true word of God in your lips. There's a power of God. You know, one day I was traveling by bus at night. And you know, there are many preachers who used to preach in the bus. I was traveling bus by night from Lagos to Abuja. It was many years ago. Well, I can still do it. And one guy, stood up and started preaching man started preaching his preaching was different and before this guy i've seen many boss preachers they said jesus is returning again you must give your life to jesus jesus love you you must give your life to jesus hellfire is coming you must give your life to jesus and everybody just like cursing him oh my god this guy should keep quiet but cursing him shut up disturbing one day I was traveling around 5 a.m. we left very early like 4 30 so around 5 30 like about 6 5 36 it was just sunlight was just coming and the guy woke up and stood in front of the bus he was on the journey with us and said my brothers and sisters what a glorious day that a new sun is coming out and God is blessing us in this bus. 
how powerful if we all wake up and thank him and give him thanks who has given us life another day do you ever feel a sense of gratitude that God is with us on this journey this is just like the journey of life the guy began to preach man my heart was just like oh my god do you know the guy it's anything people were eating his words even Muslims were eating his words like amen why he was a legit one there's a way to preach. There's a way to access the hearts of people. There's a way to open hearts. And to every one of us is being given that way. Part of it is the fact that when we preach, sometimes we preach from arrogance. But there's another preaching that comes from humility. When you're being with the Father. And what you say, your words pour out grace. Your words pour out oil. There's entreaty in your words. You speak like God. Do you know when God speaks, his words were not offensive? Do you know Jesus' words were easy to consume even by the most difficult people? Do you know how lots were comfortable around Jesus Christ? Do you know every person, tax collectors were comfortable around Jesus? Jesus went to the house of Luke. Went to the party in the house of Luke. Luke was a rich man. He was a politician. He was among all of these people. He was a doctor, but he was also a poly very popular man in the city, a man of influence. Jesus went to his house. His words did not offend. His word blessed and upgraded the people. Do your words offend? Do you have the right words? Do your words inspire? Do your words cause people to journey? Do your words cause people to follow after God? That is what we require of the new preachers. Come out of your closet and begin to declare what God's word says to you. Come out of your closet. The closet follower it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. So long as there is a coming out time. Go into your closet. Prepare yourself. But when you come out, meet power. Display what happened in the secret. Because the Bible says, Your heavenly father sees your closet labor. And he will reward you openly. Is there someone here who wants to enter into their closet this morning? I said, Pastor Moses, this power you're talking about, I want it. I want to have power with God. I want to be a man of prayer. I want to be a woman who follows after God. I want to be someone who journeys after God. Let's pray that prayer together this morning. So Lord, I want to follow you. So Lord, I want to be that man. I want to be that woman who comes after you. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. For a moment, calm the noise around you. Shut down. Imagine that there's no one sitting next to you. They're just here and this music is in your backdrop. This music is in your backdrop. 
imagine that it's just you and God. What are you saying to him? Say, Lord, I come to you again that my altar will burn. <laughs> Say, Lord, I come to you again that my altar will burn. Lord, I come to you again that my spirit will burn. I come to you again that my altar will be lit with holy fire. I come to you again that my soul and my heart will find liberty in you. The world truly is weary, but in you I find rest. A great while before dawn, Jesus will go away into a secret place and find himself a closet. And he will pray all night and come in the morning and choose his disciples. It's time for you. Believe. Believe. Start your closet now. Before we sing this song, find your place. Find your place. Find your place. Don't sit. You can stand. You can lie down. You can do anything. But let's take three more minutes and let's pray. Let's pray this morning. Find your place.